Welcome to Hey, Did I Ever Tell You About? I'm Karen Hager. Listen now as Dave Hager tells another tale from more than 50 years as a newspaper columnist and reporter. Imagine you're walking down the street with Dave when suddenly he turns and says, Hey, did I ever tell you about uh, what many, many judges feel is the, the, the worst situation they've ever been in in the courtroom? What would be the, you know, they they try cases, they sentence people to jail, they, you know, do a lot of different things as the business of the court grinds on day after day. But, you know, what is the one thing that most judges really hate to face? And and they have to do it. They have to rule on it, but they hate to face many judges. I always thought it was sentencing, you know, sentencing somebody to prison or anything like it isn't anything like that it's the custody cases that they have to decide where they involve children in other words where you have to take the custody away from one you know divorced parent and give it to the other and that's the hardest decision for them to make and if you think about it you can see that it's a easily the hardest because of one thing that decision that the judge makes and every judge I ever talked to was very very careful in making this those decisions in that area but that decision affects somebody's whole life you know if the if the the individual whose custody is being you know decided is a baby that affects the whole life of that person even on up into adulthood and you know and to beyond into old age right so they they hate to do that and one of the things that i would see in courtrooms and i would on part of my my court beat when i did that for 10 years i covered criminal courts basically but also civil cases and you know, non-criminal things. I just go and sit over at the courthouse all day, and I would watch trials and look for stories, and and then report them. So I sat through divorces and uh, all sorts of things like that. I I I've been I was uh, told by a judge that. Uh, I had to leave his courtroom because uh, there was an important divorce case going on between a well-known family, you know, Mm -hmm. and I had to tell, I told the judge, I said, this is a public place. I said, I know you can't, you can't tell me to leave, you can tell me to leave and I would leave, but I said, but legally you can't make me leave. And he may, he said, all right, you just stay. And so, but anyway, a judge hated custody cases and one day I was in the courthouse and I saw something and and I still can see it and it happened right in front of me but this uh, man and woman were fighting over the custody of this little girl and I would say the little girl was you know in the in the doll carrying stage of life you know Mm -hmm. she you know had a doll to play with and she you know ran around and walked around so she's probably six maybe seven that age 
nice looking young lady and and uh, but the parents were at each other's throats in this divorce and it had come down to deciding who would have custody of this girl and she had been apparently had been living with her mother the day I was there the day I watched uh, the judge decided that the husband should have custody of the of the child and I can't really remember what the reasoning was or anything like that I just remember what happened after the judge gave his decision the, the lady uh, got up they both stood as a judge you know you stand up to honor the judge as he leaves the bench and the judge went in his chambers and the people started leaving the courtroom and the lady took the little girl with her, although she'd lost custody of the girl, and took her out into the hallway in front of the courtroom and there were people there and the bailiff was there, the deputy, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, I heard some yelling and it was the mother and she turned around and was yelling at her ex-husband and she had the little girl holding the little girl's hand and she yelled at her ex-husband she said if i can't have her then you can have her here and she threw the little girl onto the floor oh of the courtroom i mean of the hallway in front of the courtroom threw her on the floor oh just, you know, like you take somebody, she had her by the hand, and she just, you know, pushed her away, threw her away. And the little girl fell. She had her doll, I remember her doll, you know, skidding along the tile and on oh. the floor of the, of the hallway. And the, and I remember the bailiff running over to the little girl. And I, I remember one of the clerks in one of the courts I don't know who they were. I can't remember who it was. But anyway, they came over and they grabbed the little girl. And they, I remember the clerk took her into, it was one of the judge's clerks. I do remember that. Took her into her private office and sat there with her. And, mm. you know, and the father, of course, came to get her and was right there. But I just, you know, that little girl, and I could and still does remember that happening to her. And I remember it because it told me and showed me that what happens in courtrooms is really pretty serious business. And things happen in courtrooms that really affect lives and our memories and all of that. So I tell a lot of funny stories on this podcast and, you know, how many people have been bitten by a horse, you know, <laughs> and that sort of thing. But you see a lot of bad things when you report the news, and I'll never forget that. I'll never forget it. How do you think the judges dealt with knowing that they had that responsibility, and even if the judge wasn't present when that little girl was thrown to the floor, I'm sure he heard about it afterwards. Oh, yeah. How did they, as you talk about the judges, they're funny, and they're smart, and they're sharp, and they care. Oh, they are. How they did are. they handle that part of their job, though? So difficult. Well, like uh, a lot of people who are in the service of the public, 
How does the fireman handle his job? Mm-hmm. Just think of the fear those guys face when they run into a burning building, you know. They know there's a good chance they're going to be knocked off, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the most one of the most dangerous occupations in the world. It's a fireman. Yep. How about the policeman, you know? He go he goes to he go has to go to a family and it and the and I've seen this many times because I used to ride with the police. They hated to go on family calls because the husband and wife or boyfriend or girlfriend would be arguing and fighting and making noise to the point where somebody called the cops, you know. And so the police come and they come in and the first thing that happens is that the fighting people, the people, say it's a boyfriend and girlfriend, they suddenly unite against the police. Always happens. Get out of here. What right do you have in here? You know, all this stuff. And sometimes in this day and age, you know, somebody gets shot, you yeah. know. Yeah. And that's why the police hate to go on those calls. And yet they get up every morning and put on their uniform and... It's just like they, they just like I firmly believe that the, what they believe is, uh, you know, all we have to do is is we have to protect them, mm-hmm. you know, and keep them safe. And a lot of police, that's that's what they do. Did the judges ever share with you any of their thought processes behind these kinds of decisions, or let you know that sometimes they second guessed themselves? I never had a judge uh, admit to second-guessing themselves, but I would think that they would have to. They're human beings, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that they went to, you know, I'm sure the judge who made that decision about the little girl who got thrown onto the floor, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I would imagine that when he went home that night, he thought about that, <sighs> you know. Probably thought, well, no, I still made the right decision. What a horrible thing, that poor little girl. Mm. But but he has to make the decision. Somebody has to make the decision. The court is sworn to protect children who get into situations like that, you know. So that's what the judge is doing, you know. And when you take on those responsibilities, whether it's you're a police officer or you're a reporter or a judge, you're kind of putting yourself, like you said, at the service of the public. And that idea of service and protection kind of overrides maybe what your personal thoughts or feelings or hopes or fears might be. Uh, like the courtroom is a public place, and the reason that it's a public place is so that people can come in and see what's happening, see th- what decisions a judge makes, see who goes to prison, see who, you know, is found not guilty because they are not guilty. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it works, you know, the justice system works. Sometimes it doesn't work, but, mm-hmm. and I always felt that I, being a reporter and going into the courtroom and learning everything I could about the legal system and and talking with judges and talking to people and talking to, you know, talking to the criminals too. I talked to them. And I just 
think I was a representative of the public. You know, they the public was out, you know, selling their cars or working in their offices, and they didn't have time. They had jobs. They they didn't they didn't have time to go sit in the court to make sure the system worked. But I did, and I so I felt I felt kind of proud that I had that uh, that responsibility, and I still I still do. I mean, I'm really glad I got to do that. Retired newsman Dave Hager returns to this podcast regularly with more tales from half a century of walking a newsbeat in Indiana and Michigan. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and join us for the next tale in Hey, Did I Ever Tell You About...